0: hi there I'm Candice I was just working on situating my lived experience into a salient critique of ideology
1: let's see if this thing works whoa 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 it seems like it needs a little more work but that's the exciting part because you never know what you'll
0: discover along the way but don't take my word for it why don't you come along for today's adventure in ideology <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Adventures in Ideology. This is a show where we listen to and discuss the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey, created in 1986 by Focus on the Family and still running today. Adventures in Odyssey was created with the express purpose of indoctrinating children. So with that in mind, we try to identify the invisible assumptions that are present in evangelical theology and the way they're presented and normalized to kids through Adventures in Odyssey. We listened to and loved the show growing up, and now we're listening with a more discerning ear to identify and deconstruct the problematic ideas we were exposed to as children. And look at how those beliefs have played out in our lives. We're excited you're here. Um, hi. So I'm Candice. And I'm Karis. And today we have special guest Shannon with us. Hey, guys. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. We're excited to have you here. We I'm so are. so excited. I'm so excited. And podcasting.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm um. Now. <laughs> what is your relationship with Adventures in Odyssey? Do you have did you grow up listening to them or make your kids listen to them or
1: I I knew about it because I had friends who either listened to it or um, had their kids listen to it. But my first impression my first impression with the whole, like, focus on the family thing, because it used to play on our local radio station, Um, it, I, yeah, I don't know, just something in my gut just didn't feel good, so I never, I never, I couldn't identify what the feeling was, so I never really looked any further into it, so I don't really have a lot of experience with it at all. Good for you for listening to that, though. Uh, that gut uh, feeling. I know, I still... Still, when I listen to your podcast and I hear parts of episodes, I still have trouble identifying, you know, what, what, um, like it just, it just pulls your brain. You're like, what, why does that feel so yucky? And then usually you guys have words for that. So it's been, it's been good to learn, but yeah.
0: Yeah. There, yeah, there is a lot of yucky stuff that we don't, I think like we're not, we're told not to listen to our gut right like in the church
1: because and that's we're like deliberately
0: not given a language yeah to, to explain what that like why we what the problems are you know so like when you yeah. say that like you don't have words for it that is like a very deliberate like a way of shaping the language that you're exposed to to only allow you to understand things in a very specific way you know?
1: Well, and that's just it. So, uh, you know, sometimes, um, not necessarily with Adventures and Odyssey per se, but with any like Christianese or whatever, if something didn't sit well with me, I was almost trained like, oh, that's because it's so holy that the devil is telling you uh, mm-hmm. to go away. Or, like, it was like, totally. It was like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to, uh, but like, yeah. and so, you were be, gaslit. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. I was like, I, I should. I should really focus on this because the devil is telling me to pull away from it, and so, like my gut was the devil, <laughs> like yeah, you know and it and um, obviously, that's dangerous in an awful lot of ways, right, I mean,, <laughs> from dark alleys to churches, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> right you yeah. like, so yeah, yeah, um that.
0: This idea that if it's if it's inside your body, it's, like, bad. Like, we have this idea that, first of all, our bodies are sinful, you know? And then yeah. also we're supposed to have, like like, this mind-body duality. Like, your mind is supposed to be, like, mind over matter, you know? Like, you're supposed to kind of, like, force your body to do whatever you want. And so listening to your body is, like... Yeah, because it, it does get associated with evil, you know, like, the flesh mm-hmm. and, like... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's so interesting. Okay. Should I jump in with the two-sentence description of the episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what episode are we talking about today? We are talking about the episode Thank You, God, um, which originally aired... November 19th, 1988. The description is, Wit tells a group of friends about how he became a Christian. When he was young, his stepmother was in a horrible accident, which left her blind. Through God's love, she was able to cope and show Wit the meaning of faith. Kind of buried the lead on a lot of things in this description. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's maybe a little problematic. <laughs> Um, Shannon, I really liked the initial thoughts that you shared. Um, Um, mm, can I read, can I read what you sent? What you said? Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely i don't even remember what
0: i wrote i started writing a parody opening because it was so ridiculous (laughs) and then i realized how judgmental i was because wit pa from the little house on the prairie voice instantly made me cringe with thoughts about how hard the writers must have worked to form a wholesome yet undeniably manly voice character (laughs) (laughs) right down to his gritty laugh ew i'd never listened to a full episode before i think this is going to be a really fun one to go through.
1: Man, I... That's I started, so much more eloquent than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It <laughs> That whole ha <laughs> ha Like, it's just, I don't know.
0: He, anyway. he triggers me so much now. Like, when you're a kid and you're listening to it, you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's, like, so loving and great. And then as an adult, you're like, no, he's awful yeah um this is this is an intense episode too yeah it the is this full episode I feel
1: like sorry <laughs> no, it's okay i i what's funny we were just talking like before we started recording that i I listened to the, the the episode in in two parts and basically because i had to I had to stop and sort of digest um the thanksgiving. <laughs> Part of this. So hearing that it was in, in it was aired in 1988. I suppose. <clears throat> I guess that sort of explains some things. Why? Why it's so whitewashed? Uh, yeah, it's so. Oh man, because it just from everything. Like I stopped when they were. Um, they were. Am I am I correct? They were putting a piece of corn or something mm-hmm. in a basket. Yeah. yeah. And I was like. That's so, I don't know, that, you know, do you know the true meaning of Thanksgiving? And that's where I was like, yes, it's colonialism! And then blinks glasses <laughs> and like, you know, like, like it was just so like the true meaning of Thanksgiving. What are you talking
0: about? And like, that's where they go around the table and everyone puts in their piece of corn and tells how their families contributed to the genocide of Indigenous peoples on this land. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because recently, right, Thanksgiving is not what we grew up to think it was. So, you know, as we recognize and we sort of try to unravel those awful things, um, that's all I could focus on. So I just, I just stopped it. And then, and then I, and that's where I was like going to write a parody about the whole, (laughs) you know, music plays and everybody laughs. Ha ha ha. So glad we're white. (laughs) you know and and like QN title and like because it was just so was
0: i mean so i feel yucky. like that
1: is a description of
0: every episode of adventures in odyssey <laughs> literally um, we've yeah so far and, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah yeah um uh, and then it turned out to be yeah a story about basically i guess being thankful and hardship and basically yeah. like
0: it's it's like the attempt of solving the problem of evil without actually solving the yes. problem of evil. yeah bad things happen just With, have faith but actually making it much worse i thought worse like okay i'm glad about that trying to solve it makes it way more <laughs> problematic yeah right. um I mean, yeah should we just get into it i think we should just get into it okay let's get into it okay um Okay, so this is a Thanksgiving episode. Tom and Wit are making turkey dinner in the kitchen at Wit's end. Uh, Sorry, this was can't. my notes. I just said it was refreshing to see men doing the cooking for Yeah. I I really liked that cuz it's true. Um and it's clearly Tom's first time because his wife Agnes makes a few comments about it. See? It's not as easy as you thought, is it? Um, so it's Connie and her mom June, Tom and his wife Agnes, and Rodney, their grandson. Are we sure he's hurt their grandson? Because they never st- they, they don't refer clarify to his dad as his dad and not yeah their son or like I wasn't sure if he was just like a friend of the family or like he could be. Yeah, that's a good point. But it seems like he stays with them a lot. Yeah, but he so, still could be
1: like a friend of the family. It, totally. Yeah. That's kind of the impression I got. I also got. I really picked up on the whole. I don't know who spat it out, but it was like, "Where is his mother?" Like I actually put it in my notes because yeah. the way it's asked, just I don't know. Like, Where is his mother? And it was just like, yeah, I don't know. I I so it, it, was, it was probably June.
0: Was it? Yeah, June? it is June that asks. So so yeah. they talk about Rodney's situation, which is that
1: his dad was supposed to pick
0: him up in the morning, but he never showed up. His job takes him out on the road a lot. So it sounds like he stays with Tom and Agnes a lot. Um, But as, yeah, he could be their neighbor. Who knows? Um, And then, yeah, and then June asks, where is his mom? Where's his mother? And we find out his mom left when he was little, which is just another way of them, like, kind of just vilifying women
1: well and so so rodney's dad's allowed to go away to work and that's just fine and he's you know you know but like like the mom couldn't i don't know like uh, who's who yeah maybe she's a flight attendant or a pilot like and she's out of the country all the time yeah you know yeah yeah it's yeah, it's interesting
0: because it's like dads it's okay that dads are away absent as long as they're providing for the family. Mm-hmm. And also Which like is just gross. the fact that she left is seen is so kind of demonized, but we don't know what the situation what uh, totally. her situation was. We don't know what his dad is like. Yeah. You know? He could have been really abusive. It could yeah. have been a horrible situation. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. I don't know. I I just picked up on that. Where is his mother? Like it was yeah. her responsibility, and so the dad was like totally abolished of like whatever. Oh, well, he's got a job, right? So where's yeah. the mom? Like it was just like yeah. wow. that.
0: So interesting mm-hmm. coming from June too, because she's a single mom. So you could, you know, like mm. I, I think yeah. that fits with her character, right? Yeah, totally. Because she's like, I'm a mom, and I'm doing it all by myself. Like yeah, and she like i guess she would understand like the leaving your husband part it totally not not yeah. leaving your child that seems to be like the inexcusable thing right yeah Either there you leave your child mm-hmm. yeah which does uh, suck but also yeah. i you know i'm sure she had stuff going on <laughs> I totally
1: well i just wish that like as writers because this is fictional and not right like i mean i wish as writers they could have maybe just written a little bit into that just because they had that opportunity to um give her a character where at least she was uh, excused or at least there was a story or just like oh she hasn't been around for a while like it it just kind of i don't know so the dad gets a backstory but she does not right yeah (laughs) i'm just gonna see who this one was
0: written by probably our favorite (laughs) phil lawler yeah. Who hates women. He, yeah. Everyone he's written is like. Written uh, by Phil Lawler. Yep. The woman's dead or she doesn't get a name <laughs> or whatever. I mean, um, in this episode, how many women does he yeah. shit on in just one single episode? I right know. God. And all of it is for them to carry on the storylines for the men, right? Yeah. Like for for Rodney, for Wit. For Witt's dad, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. not that we know, but it's just like, yeah, yeah. They are, um, they are inciting incidents. Yeah, for the men. That's yeah. so what Women are there for. So um, everyone else is sitting or hanging out. Connie is showing Rodney around Witt's end. There, uh, Tom and June and Wit are all talking about how great Connie is. Uh, and June says. No, well, something's happened to her since she started working here. I don't know what, but I sure hope it continues. That just made me this, gag. This whole conversation yeah. was just like, ugh, because it was like she's she's turning into a, such a or she's such a nice daughter. She's turning into one, isn't she? It's like, and with, ouch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really? It's just like, yeah. I mean, we know that June and Connie have problems because Connie doesn't talk to her mother about anything. Yeah. Like, her mom had no idea that she wanted to go back to California, even though literally everyone else in Odyssey knew Yeah, from the time she arrived <laughs> that she was planning to go back. So, uh, Connie and Rodney come back. Um, Connie's starving, but food isn't quite ready. Wit gathers everyone around the table anyway because he has this Thanksgiving tradition started by his late wife. Jenny, <laughs> I didn't think for a second, right? Jenny, no. Yes, but he doesn't yeah. say her name, doesn't he? I thought. He? I thought he did. Oh. I thought he said Jenny started okay. by my wife Jenny or something. Anyway, okay. doesn't she's not the point of the episode. She but. died. If everyone remembers, she died, and that was what prompted him to start with end. Yes. <laughs> I just so, want to keep track of like all the women that have to be killed and maimed killed. <laughs> order to in order for (laughs) to yeah what's the word like what's the word i'm looking for like propel wit to his great yeah launch him into greatness yeah yeah so uh so everyone sits around the table wit gives everyone a kernel of dried indian corn to represent (laughs) the first thanksgiving (laughs) celebration uh that's directly from the episode yeah and then he passed where banon started writing a parody about colonialism
1: <laughs> yeah. well and like the indian core like i well okay and like i said i i did i thought this was more recent but uh, that's not the word we use like, yeah. I was like, I was like oh my goodness anyway sorry go on uh, and also no, Amer- yeah. it is
0: also american so
1: yeah yeah
0: so uh then there's a basket and what you're supposed to do is take turns dropping your kernel into the basket and saying something you're thankful for. So he puts Connie on the spot, makes her go first, and then she doesn't want to and she doesn't know what to say this and so finally she's so uncomfortable she... for her. I know. Just like that social social anxiety of like
1: you know, that felt to me like, give grandma a hug. I don't, I really don't want yes. to. But give, just, just, she's your grandma. Give her a hug. You know, like, that's what yeah. that felt like yeah. to me. So I, I was physically relieved when they finally let her off the hook because I just, yeah. Yeah. I, like, this isn't I mean, it's just I, like but I felt like they
0: didn't really let her off the hook. No. Like
1: her mom steps in to rescue her.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was, you know, the right thing for a mom to do. Like. Yeah. Mr. Whitaker's yeah. being very inappropriate and like oh, pressuring totally. her daughter to do something that she's not comfortable with.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I chose you. That stuck out to me too. Why do I yeah. have to go first? Because Because he's I God.
0: chose you.
1: Because he thinks oh. he's
0: God. Yeah. yeah. This whole like part Bleh. made me so yeah.
1: uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and she's like, but uh, I don't want to. And he yeah. like forces her to, and then her, well, he tries to force her to, and then her mom steps in to save her. Thank you, June. Yeah. Um and is like I'm thankful for for my daughter Connie basically. Mhm. And then it's like, okay, someone else went for Oh, cuz Connie says I'm thankful when someone else goes first, which I thought yeah. was very <laughs> smart and clever of her. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so her mom goes first, and then it's like, okay, back to you, Connie. Like, yeah she really it's harps just... on her and doesn't give her a break. Yeah. So then she's like, "Well, I'm thankful for my mom too." Yeah, ditto. ditto, ditto what she said, but about her. Yeah. So in that sense, her mom did like save her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then it gave it even yeah the whole thing, then the mom even gave her like something to be thankful for and like yeah, yeah. It was weird that he just kept harping on her. Yeah, it made me like picking a- on her like so it. much. Yeah. yeah. So then after Connie, then Tom goes. He says, I'm thankful for this time of year. And then in true writerly fashion, everyone voices what they're thankful for. Uh, you know, holiday season, the weather change, harvest, getting, getting to see out family, of blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and then getting Rodney keeps saying, getting out of school. <laughs> Every time someone else says something, getting out of school. Getting out of school. <laughs> Finally, they're like, "Are you trying to say something, Rodney?" And he's like, "Well, no. It's just that you know I like this time of year because you get out of school." <laughs> and then Whit, of course, has to make it um, terrible. It has to ruin everything. So, well, <laughs> there's more to it than that, you know. And then Rodney goes in and talks about, or Rodney's like, "I know. I had to write a report on it." At I know school. all about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving started in 1621 when Pilgrims invited the Indians to a big dinner of turkey and pumpkin pie. And how it was made official uh it was made an official holiday by Abraham Lincoln in 1863. You know, the usual junk, which I appreciated that he said that because that is very much the white person's interpretational junk.
1: Usual <laughs> junk. Yeah. Yeah.
0: True. Yeah. So uh <laughs> And then with like, well, you may know a lot of facts and history, which, uh,
1: I mean, he doesn't know.
0: But you've, but you've left out the most important part, giving thanks
1: to God. I know. So it's like, ignore facts. I mean, oh, yeah, just the facts, but there's God. Like, yeah. <laughs> this This no. holiday isn't about
0: that. It's about God. But it also strikes me when you call, like, what he said, facts and history... Like, it, it makes it seem yeah. very um, set in stone, kind of. Like, this is the way to understand history, right? Yeah. When we know there are so many... Pers- this is one perspective that is very problematic. <laughs> right. And yeah. There are so many other ones. But this, when you call it a fact, then it's... It kind of it makes it very black you. And white. Exactly, it stops yeah. you from having to acknowledge any other way of understanding it, or being open to any other conversation about it. Yeah, that's the facts. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, uh, the basket's now in front of Rodney, and he says, after right after Wit says giving thanks to God, and Rodney's like, "Well, I don't have much to thank God for." And Connie's like, come on, Rodney, I found something. So Which I she's thought was now, kind of shitty because, yeah, but, because she was, she being was put on the spot. Yeah. Well, and I think she's just projecting her own insecurities then onto the next person. Yeah. But uh I mean, I have more grace for them because they're kids. Like it, totally. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They're doing the best they can. The best they the can. Adults yeah. are being shitty. Yeah. And so he he's like, well, I don't have a mom. My dad's too busy to make it home. So I don't have anything, you know. And then they're talking about kind of his dad not being around. And he says, it's no big deal. It's just the way things are. I don't blame God for it, but I don't feel like thanking him either. Hmm. And then Witt's basically like, well, it's not enough to thank God for good things and just accept it when bad things happen. The Apostle Paul tells the, the Ephesians, always give thanks for everything in the name of Jesus Christ. I thought this was like a very shitty, like abusive way to yeah. use this verse. Yeah. Like you should be giving thanks even when bad things happen. Like God is going to do bad things and you need to thank him for it. Yeah. You know, that's and I- how it came across to me. I feel like that is then doubled down on for the rest of the episode.
1: I feel like that then lined up with that. There's a verse about, um, you know, pruning the branch or whatever. And, and that, that's what, you know, where it's so basically like, God will take away things in your life, but he'll bless you later. And so you, you should be thankful for all the pain that you, or whatever, you know, like uh, that's, that's, that's an unfair lesson to expect uh, pretty much anyone under 19 to, to get right. Like, you know, it's- and I think also like, it
0: depends on the circumstances too. Like, sure. There are some things that happen that are painful that we, we grow a lot from and they do later on like enrich our lives. And then there are some things that are just traumatic and actually mm-hmm.
1: make everything harder. Horrible.
0: Yeah. For well, the rest and of then
1: whole idea for me developed further as you know we're told later on in the episode that we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him Mm -hmm. and and uh, that idea of um, being grateful creates more blessings I don't know it just brought me back to that whole like create your own reality thought and yes and so does that (laughs) Like it just, it took me on this whole journey. I'm like, you know, so what? So if you're creating your own reality, now we have like children who are, you know, in abusive situations or whatever. And so what you're saying, they asked for that because they weren't grateful to God enough. Or like, that
0: just... God, even if they didn't ask for it, that as it happens, they should be grateful to God for it. Totally.
1: You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Thank you God for my husband hitting me or like whatever you know like that that's yeah how can i be Mm -hmm. thankful for that actually
0: now that you say that a lot of churches make really encourage women to stay in abusive relationships for a similar reason right like you need
1: to this is god's will yeah yeah that's where yeah i struggled with a lot of the rest of this episode for that reason yeah yeah just Mm -hmm yeah Uh, yeah anyway
0: i would like to point out that we never find out what agnes is thankful for oh it's irrelevant it never gets to her because after rodney then then wit is like well then let me tell you what i'm most thankful for and then the rest of the episode is about him Him, yeah uh because then her origin story yeah (laughs) this is the uh yeah this is where it all started people so he talks, he says that he's most thankful for Fiona Donnerall. Uh, we find out that she's his stepmother, that she, he was five when she came into his life after his real mother died, which we don't know how that happened. Do we ever find out that in any I don't episode? know. I, let me. Interesting. So, Let me just, just see if it's. Just to keep track, this is the second woman that has died in Wit's life, and she died and made room for, like, if we count his wife that he was talking about earlier, and now his mother died, and her death made room for his stepmother, who is the one who will convert him. Spoiler.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also suffers a disability. Yes. Her
0: suffering suffering will lead to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't say. who It just says. It probably doesn't matter. They're like, whatever. Yep. Nope, they don't care. For whatever reason, it couldn't be his mom getting maimed. She had to have died. (laughs) And then his stepmom had. Like, Phil Lawler really just has to maim and kill as many women i feel like he just hates women like he, well, i feel that's, like he's very right. much a misogynist
1: uh, yeah. yeah and i found that interesting like even comparing like the, the the modern rodney's mom who just like took off for her own you know, selfish reasons mm-hmm. and then the you know then like wits mom who had to die like she couldn't have divorced oh, heaven forbid you divorced his father or whatever. Cause yeah, I guess maybe he was such a godly man. I don't know, but you know, like heaven forbid his mom made her own decisions and like, yeah. <laughs> left or what, you know, like they had, yeah. they had to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they're
0: so not people in his mind that it's just like the easiest thing to do with them is just kill them off. Yeah, Cause they don't has to have a life as a plot device. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) a plot device, nice. So, uh, we find out his stepmom is from Scotland. Um, and then cue music because now it's going to transition into him being a kid, and we're going to experience his story through his eyes as an eleven-year-old. Because then, or about Rodney's age, I was assuming Rodney was like eleven. I don't think it's clarified, but he says when he was about Rodney's age, they moved to North Carolina. And by then, so he didn't like his stepmother, but by the time he was 11, he'd warmed up to her because she was so much fun to be around. And then it's, he didn't like her because she had replaced his mother, which is fair. You know, you lose your mother at a young age. So it's kind of traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so then it's just like scene shifts to them horseback riding and having a great time and laughing and just having so much fun and then they stop because she needs to catch her breath and he wants to race her to a tree but she needs to catch her breath so while she's catching her breath then he confesses to her that it wasn't the dog that ruined her wedding dress when he when they got married when he was five it was him And uh, they talk about it for a little bit, and then she tells him that she already knew it was him. She says, "McDuff was a smart dog, but not even he could make handprints because I guess he dumped like chocolate cake on it or something. Cake
1: batter, and then chocolate cake batter. (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) Where were your parents since you were five years old making chocolate cake from scratch? And where was was the
0: dress? Like how?
1: Yeah, (laughs) the whole thing, like." You didn't notice the kid or if you were were you making the chocolate cake? Like I just yeah. need more details. How did this roll out?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, we're not supposed to think about it in terms of logical story, Shannon. We're yeah. just supposed to accept it as a thing that happened and move <laughs> on. Like, who lets a
1: five year old run around with cake batter?
0: <laughs> I they do say cake batter, no, in my mind it was mud because that was like believable to me. I did it's like oh, I yeah. erased <laughs> cake batter and put in mud. Mud. Because I could see oh. My kids. That do makes more sense. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Getting muddy handprints all over everything, but yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and he's like, "You knew. Why didn't you say anything?" And she uh, is like, "Well, I guess you were going through a lot with your mom dying. Things have been rough, but God has a purpose in all this. You may never be able to see it in this life, but He does have a purpose." That is such a shitty thing to say to a kid who's mother has died yes it was god's purpose for your mom to die it's a horrible thing to say
1: and you know i don't under i never have understood this how are you nurturing a love for this deity who very clearly had a plan to make you miserable like like or hurt somebody or and and it's just it just like like as a kid for me it did it even at nine or ten it would start to unravel to well why are there bank robbers why are there mm-hmm. you know why are there car crashes that's god's plan why did that person you know why did so-and-so lose their whatever their dog like what you know like like why are all these painful things happening and it's part of a plan and just because it says somewhere in some book that it's a plan i'm supposed to be happy about this
0: yeah we thankful
1: Ugh. but also does it say that it's a plan
0: Bible college for, student, <laughs> for God works all things together for those well, who love Him. I that's know the they only say thing... that one at the end, but like, yeah, this idea that everything that happens in life is God's cosmic plan, like that's a different th- that's a different thing. Yeah, like yeah. God works things together for good, because to me, that's like there is learning opportunities in pain, you know.
1: And right. growth which opportunities is different.
0: and yeah like the opportunities to learn more about yourself and to become a more open and empathetic person mm-hmm. you know and to help other people through similar things which is a different thing than like god is in control of literally every aspect of your life all the time
1: yeah yeah well yeah and then won't so he has control to cause all of The shitty things um but but refuses to flex that control to do the good things i don't know it's like
0: i'm just looking i'm just doing a quick look to see if there's any yeah i'd be interested there's not really anything that's like like i'm interested in where this idea came from yeah this is is in control of everything me too I I think you're, I think you're right. I think it is that one verse, but I think that's a crappy interpretation of that verse. It's a really crappy interpretation of that verse.
1: Yeah. And what purpose, like, I don't understand, like, you know, even from a, like a, and say, you know, an evil, whatever, priest point of view, what purpose would twisting that particular verse serve, you know, to make the congregation, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) okay
0: the purpose i mean all of this is in phil lawler's world right so the purpose of his mom dying was to create a vacuum for fiona to step into to then become blind to then lead him to the lord (laughs) and that was god's purpose in killing his
1: mom oh so we're gonna out two people to die that's what okay. I mean. That is. That's what it seems like. The
0: explanation here is go is like getting at. That's that's the direction it's going for right? sure. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So I found a couple verses, or one also, for sure. Kind of ironic that she says you may never be able to see it in this life. Like <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose. I'm sure they didn't. Um. So in Proverbs, Proverbs 16.4 says, The Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked for the day of evil. Whoa, that like straight up says God created wicked people? What's the day
1: of evil? I don't (laughs) know. Halloween, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Okay, but... Um,
0: huh the other one that i that i just thought of which is just like some poetry someone was writing yeah it's not i wonder what like the rest of that chapter is Hmm. the other one um that i just was thinking was uh, i think it's in psalms where he's like a man will choose in his heart where he wants to go but the lord will direct his steps or something that's not, like, directly it, but it's also, like, God is making your steps go through certain things for certain reasons. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so she's like, you may never be able to see it, but he does have a purpose. And it's like, if you say so. And she's like, not because I say so, because it's true. (laughs) Ugh. Okay. Uh, And then he's like, well, you don't know how it feels. You haven't had anything taken from you. My favorite is when people like speak with the authority of God. Love that, right? Yeah, love. We started it. it at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Fiona is the one here. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's like not because I say it's true because it is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just think. Oh, I'm sorry. I just think it's interesting, um, that it's like really. Like, nothing – you don't know. You haven't had anything taken from you. And and it's like, you don't know her life. Maybe she has had things taken – maybe she's had a really terrible life. You don't know just because – you didn't experience it. Doesn't mean
1: yeah. I you know, like that was, it that was almost too wise for the age that they were trying to portray him to be like no. Nobody, yeah. literally, like no kid would come to me and like you don't know. You've never done anything hard. Huh? Well, okay, yeah. like, maybe teenagers, but you know, like yeah. somebody that yeah. age isn't going to. I just spoke in like Cartman's voice. Sorry, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I like that
0: voice for young Mister Whitaker. Yeah, we. I may. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I like it a lot. He's Cartman. Okay, so in my parody, Young Wit will, will have Cartman's voice. I love it. it. Okay.
0: Uh, fun. But Fiona responds with, you're right, I haven't. So I guess she hasn't had anything taken from her. But she said, but just because bad things don't, just because bad things happen doesn't mean that God isn't there or he doesn't care. You just have to have faith. If you put your faith in him, he'll never fail you. Think about it. Well, I'm racing you to the tree. It's like a misdirect. And then she's like, ha ha, I'm off. And she like takes off to the tree. And she's like shouting at him behind her. She's like, what? You're not tired, are you? And so I'm picturing her as obviously like looking behind her at him. Because then he says, look out the tree. And then you hear a crash. And she wakes up and they ask how she's doing. And she's like, I'm okay. That's a dumb place to put a tree in the middle of the forest. Just like making light of it. She has such a good attitude. Um, So they ask how she's doing. She says she's fine and should start dinner because it's getting late. And Witt's like, it's not that late. And she's like, of course it is. It's so dark you can barely see your hand in front of your face. And Witt's dad, whose name is Harold, I believe. But it's only mentioned once later on in the episode. Uh, sends Wit to get the doctor and Fiona's confused and she's like I don't need a doctor just turn on some lights and Wit's dad's like we don't need lights it's still the middle of the afternoon and then she's like well then why can't I dear lord
1: in heaven I'm blind and
0: then we find out the next several months they're traveling from doctor to doctor to try to fix her blindness but basically there's nothing they could do uh, she goes through. At first, she went through the usual stages of grief: denial, anger, self pity, frustration. But at a certain point, she became really peaceful about what happened to her. And the person that had the most difficult time adjusting was Wit. So one evening, they're sitting around reading the Bible together, as they do every evening. It's Wit's turn
1: to <laughs> read. Sorry, oh, you don't sorry. Read that, that was, it's involuntary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> i'll be right i'll be back uh, <laughs> no, yeah. you don't
0: read okay. the bible with your children every evening uh, by the fireplace i do, i remember do doing this as a child like we didn't read the bible together every evening but we did like uh at christmas Yep, we would read the christmas story and it always made me i always felt so uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable it felt so forced this like we're all sitting we all have to sit there and read through the bible and it i don't know it always made me so uncomfortable and then cuz then when we got a little older we would have to go around and pray together so then everyone would take Either turns that. praying yeah, and it's so, so uncomfortable ugh it made it made me so uncomfortable yeah yeah well what about easter but that's like, just god like it was how do you, like so yeah. much pressure yeah. and so performative it was yeah <laughs>
1: Whatever. I nailed it.
0: Yeah, you, pr- you probably did. <laughs> I don't know.
1: So it wasn't just like the but Christmas story. It was- no,
0: it would like, we'd read the Christmas story. We had this old Bible, this old big Bible. And yeah. one of us, someone would read the Christmas story, dad or then one of the kids when we got older. Right. And then uh, and then we would go around and we would pray. And every year it was something different. Like not not always, but like one year I think it was like, like, wasn't one year, like, pray for the person to your left or something, and then everyone prayed? Didn't that happen once? No? I don't... Honestly, you might have been in England that year. I don't Um <laughs> But then it was... Or it was, like, we'd go around and say, like, what you're thankful for for the year. We did that one year. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, we yeah. do that, you know, in our non-Christian household, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fair. But I was going to say, like, like, what... So if it's, like, the Christmas story at Christmas, like, how do you... <laughs> read the easter story and just like all right let's dig in like how, I this, oh i guess oh no there's a happy ending to that yeah right three days later sorry i forgot about that part oh my gosh <laughs> that's amazing i'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, he just dies <laughs> okay let's eat that's what i was thinking of like guys let's just i'm sorry i yeah nope. i love uh, that yeah. Anyway, no, that's so good. I forgot about that part. <laughs> the whole point, you know, <laughs> literally the whole point. <laughs> the whole salvation thing. Whoops. Uh, so good. Okay. Anyway, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I will. I knew it. I knew that I would pull you guys like away from your train of thought. So bad. I'm so sorry.
0: No, we love that That's the best part. Uh, yeah, of
1: it, yeah. Part it of is that. the best part. Yeah.
0: Uh, we really just use adventures and Odyssey as a jumping off point to talk about anything and everything.
1: Oh yeah, just bashing my church experience. I'm not, I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. we, yeah, we're uh, here for that
0: too. Yes, yeah, we are. Um, so they're sitting around reading the Bible together, as we all do, as we've just discovered that we all do every evening in front of mm. our uh, respective fireplaces that Fire. we all have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears> throat> and. Throat> He, it's Witt's turn to read, but he doesn't want to, and so he gets upset and leaves the room because he's angry about her blindness, basically. So Fiona goes to talk to him. She goes into his room and is like, wow, your room is such a mess. And he's like, no, it isn't. I just cleaned it up this morning. Oh, that wasn't funny. Because she's blind. She can't tell if it's messy. So she's just, like, making light of the situation. Uh... I like her. She seems fun. <laughs> yes, she does. But then, I mean, yeah. Uh, and so then they talk about why he's so unhappy. And he it's because something bad happened to her and he feels like it's his fault. And it's interesting because we talk about this, but it's not really addressed, clarified. Like It's like, but it was my idea that we go riding. And she's like, but I agreed to it. You weren't making me do something I didn't want to do. And he's like, but now you can't do it at all or a bunch of other stuff. And then they move on to other things instead of being like, maybe he's dealing with a lot of guilt about that and doesn't know how to process it. And he feel like maybe he genuinely feels like it's his fault that mm-hmm. she's blind. And instead of like, you know, addressing it and like learning how to maybe work through some of those feelings, she's just like, no, it's not your fault. Move on. Like, yeah, like she's not listening to him. But Uh, he's like, but you can't do anything anymore. And she's like, but that's my concern, not yours. Why are you unhappy? And he's just like, because you aren't. Before you'd never lost anything, but now you have lost something and you're still not unhappy. And she's like, that makes you angry? And Witt says, yes, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. How can you be so happy all the time? She's like, well, I still get upset every once in a while, but she's so holy that Mm -hmm. when she gets upset, She thinks of this old Scottish prayer her mother taught her. Lord, I thank thee a thousand times for the roses. Help me to thank thee for the thorns as well. Uh, Because the thorns remind us just how beautiful the roses really are. Really? Do they? (laughs) How? There are lots of beautiful flowers that don't have thorns and I still, I still see how beautiful they are. Like, I thought that was a very poor explanation. Of why we should be thankful for the thorns. And I'm still not sure what yeah. she's getting at here. Yeah, it's not. But it's so profound, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the bad has a purpose. Yeah. But that, I guess, yeah. like, also, it's very moralizing. Like, there has to be a good and a bad. Right. Right? Like, thorns are just a thing. Th- thorns are not a moral Right. They're not evil. Of, a, of a, a flower. Right. Yeah. They're not bad. Yeah. They're just a part of the plant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still struggling with this whole everything is part of God's plan. Yeah. So God planned child abuse. Got it. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. like, I, I just really, I really, that's just a, a tripping but, point for they, me. They waver between, like, <laughs>
0: everything is part of God's plan. And then if you call them on stuff like that, then it's like, well, that's because of sin and, um,
1: free will. Free will. will.
0: Yeah. Right. And, but it doesn't make any sense. Okay. You can't have it both ways.
1: No. So like, (laughs) I just like, uh, and then it, it, then it all started to boil down to like, uh, Uh, sort of in the circles, like I run in right now, um, shadow, shadow work is a big thing right now. And, um, uh, Oh, I'd say probably a decade ago or whatever, there was like the Abraham Hicks sort of, um, people were, where they were, you know, literally create your own reality. Like if you're, if you're grateful and happy and you have a good attitude all the time, good things will, will happen to you. Like it's, you will cause fortune to happen, which then also, like on the flip side of that and the reason why i think these circles have started focusing on like shadow work and just absorbing or not absorbing but <clears throat> dealing with anger or frustration or whatever instead of always painting on that sunday smile right um uh because yeah you're you're basically blaming those who are in pain hurting suffering in any way for basically not being cheerful enough and mm-hmm. putting yeah. a good vibration out on the world. And it's that's why you're positivity. miserable. <laughs> yeah. It is so toxic. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, so yeah. sorry. Can you just explain what shadow work
1: is? Oh yeah. To, oh uh, yeah. So uh, from my understanding, <laughs> I'll put in that caveat shadow work then would be um, essentially therapy really. And um, we're, you sit in, I mean, obviously not to make yourself miserable, but you know, if I'm feeling, I don't know, anxious or something about something, you can kind of sit in that anxiety, um, from a safe, safe space, say whatever, say I don't like public, public speaking or something. I can sit in my house and kind of, uh, work through, I'm using very basic, like, (laughs) you know, uh, and work through, okay. So, you know, um, what happens when I imagine myself walking on the stage to speak in public? How do I feel if I make a mistake, say, and just really work like really working and through just those feel darker it in sides. Your body. Yeah. Or you kind of help if you your body really angry it. with so Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're really angry with somebody, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you have a bully and you hate that person still. That's it's not good for you. Like you need to <laughs> work through that stuff, but it's uh, just to sit in that work through that anger feel it and then let it go mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so that that's kind of the purpose of it and i think with that whole toxic positivity like a lot of like reiki circles and stuff they're like oh no i i, I barely have to eat food all i do is absorb the sun's energy <laughs> and like Yeah, exactly. That's like, uh, uh uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Which makes everybody who doesn't feel like that feel like garbage because I had to eat a bag of chips before, you know, like most of us (laughs) don't photosynthesize and actually Uh, probably a problem if you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, that's not something, it's not a talent I've been able to develop, but that is it. That toxic positivity is definitely so yucky and it, it lends It it just, it, I just really feel like it breeds the idea that people who are suffering hardship and like terrible hardship have somehow asked for it or brought it it upon themselves by not doing something right. Yes.
0: So I have a friend who, uh, when he was a young adult, his younger brother got cancer and died and his the church basically told his family that the, the, that the reason that his brother died was that they didn't have enough faith. And that was when he walked away from the church. That's yeah. so horrible. That is I, the moral of this episode.
1: <laughs> I really feel that that's, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. honestly where I felt like this was going. Yeah. Um, And if you had grief, it's because you were too far away from Christ.
0: This right. is the thing too like there's no room to experience yeah what you, the emotions that you your body needs to experience like the emotions that you your soul like your whole self needs to experience. there's no room for it. there's no if yeah. you're angry no, if you're, because your mother because your mother died when you were a child that's not okay because you need to be giving thanks to God. Yeah. Which is a horrible teaching. And I think this is also the reason why so many people are so emotionally stunted in the church. Mm. Because, again, it's it's like it moralizes your emotions, right? Like feeling this is bad, evil, sin. Right. If you experience anger, that's sin. Like if you feel these emotions, that is sin. And uh,
1: well, and you, you even see that sometimes, you know, even in like parenting circles, right? Like parents never get, you would never get mad at your children because you love those children. And you know, I'm seeing more and more, uh, it's just more accepted that of course we feel angry or of course I feel angry towards my mom or my sister or my kid or whatever, but I, I, I recognize it. I label it and I move on and Mm -hmm. that's and it's what we're missing here i'm a bad person because literally
0: everyone feels angry sometimes i am responding to the situation yep in the way like the way things are happening yeah
1: and it helps like now you've recognized that those okay i had this feeling It, it allows you to put that away now Where I feel like if you're, if you're constantly burying it, no, no, please, God, please, God, take this away, take it away, take it away. I think that's where we get these explosive, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's where we get these people who are like, "Ah!" you know, they they do end up hurting somebody Mm -hmm. or hurting themselves or, because you can never identify that or get that out or work through it. um, For fear of being evil, or not being close enough to God. Uh, well,
0: it's it's the same thing, this is tangentially related, but it's the same reaction, or it's the same thing when, <sighs> so at Bible college, I often had men thinking, trying to be a big brother and speak into my life, and often they would say horrible things. And if I reacted to the horrible things that they said, their response was, Well, that's God convicting you instead of, no, actually, you're a horrible person. I can't believe you would say that to me. And I'm reacting because how dare you treat me that way? It Mm -hmm. was, if I have a reaction, it means that that God, yeah, exactly. And God, God is working on me and I'm feeling convicted about it. And that fucked me up for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because there's no accountability for them. Like, where's the accountability for them? And then I have to second guess all of my own feelings all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so what was the reply then? If you um, say, just agreed with them, like just for the hell of it, just to like, Oh, it's totally, oh, I see. Yep. Got That's it. usually
0: yeah. what I did. And then it just like, would be like, good. I'm, you know, whatever. And then they'd move on. Like, it's like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. But like I feel that like TikTok. you. Thanks Karen. <laughs> You just explained, like, the same thing that Shannon was talking about at the beginning, where it's like, you, if you feel uncomfortable, right, that's the devil. Yeah, yeah. There is the devil or it's God. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's not allowed to be you or your intuition. Totally. Your, your own spiritual, emotional, physical response. Yep.
1: I guess, but what always pissed me off about that is then why, why, why when you point something out to like a pastor or something, um, why when they were feeling that, that contempt or that, you know, uh, need to, um, whatever, like defend themselves, why, why is their defensiveness not them being evicted? Totally. It's not fair. Like I, I know we had a pastor, I had a pastor that I knew of, um, Uh, they wouldn't help out a certain person but they went on like three Disneyland trips that year and so it kind of like it didn't sit well with a lot of people and so he like gave this whole sermon about um uh, just basically about you know what what I earn and what blah blah blah. it was it was awful it was just like it, it but why his defensive reaction wasn't then conviction or like the Lord convicting him, which it probably was, probably.
0: But, but yeah, it's like doubling it, down. It's okay when it's leadership,
1: but it was okay for the leadership to say, "No, I feel defensive, and here's here's my you know reaction, and here's here's why I'm right." And in and the thing is, like in this instance,
0: it is like it's that like white male fragility. It's that fragility, you know, like yeah. that you feel. And this is a different thing than like Karis was feeling when men were literally horrible to oh, you. Like oh, saying, yeah. excuse me, why are you going to Disneyland three times in a year and they're still hungry, like hungry people going to our church mm-hmm. is a different thing than being like, God made women to be subject to men. And if you don't like it, that's God <laughs> convicting you. You
1: know what I mean? Totally. Like <laughs> Oh, you don't like my hubba hubba one oh, of those well
0: it's like convicting <laughs> yeah. is someone like feeling convicted and feeling guilty and one is someone being victimized and to- they totally they like totally like pretend they're being victimized. reversed it yes they've reversed totally it's reversed gaslighting it. at like the yeah. highest level oh man. yeah so on that same vein kind of we uh had So I was at, I was in a a young adults group in Red Deer and they were starting a Bible study for the fall and two of the classes, I think at least one of the classes, but I think maybe two, they were starting like small group studies. So you could go and sign up for whatever ones you wanted. And two of them were classes from Mark Driscoll. No. (laughs) And so people in the leadership team, women in the leadership team, so other young adults brought up like how problematic that was. and like i think a few people brought it up brought it up to the youth the young adult pastor then the next week as part of his sermon brought up justified having mark driscoll bible story like bible classes or whatever and i just was like oh so i'm sitting there with a great friend of mine we would go together and then just rant about it because we both just would get really angry about stuff and i just looked at her and i was like so yeah, he can you know prop up this abusive asshole. But if we got someone say that was like, like pro feminist theology or pro LGBTQ theology, like that would be yeah. kicked out immediately. Mm-hmm. But like, but he's a abu- he's this abusive power hungry asshole. But that's okay,
1: right? Because yeah, he's yeah, not gay. It would be. it would be yeah it would be like 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 an ex heroin addict or something that came clean and actually had lessons to like help the youth yeah you know oh no. yeah yeah thank goodness he's not gay yeah
0: awful literally is that was like and so i was just like i think that was one of the last times we went i was pretty angry about it i was pretty angry about it i mean yeah that kind of reminds me of one of the things that kind Of prompted my finally, like I was on my way out, and yeah. then um, Rob Bell's book Love Wins came out. Yeah, and I went to the Christian bookstore to get it, and they had taken it off the shelves because it was so people were so mad about it. Controversial, yeah.
1: Um,
0: but they had one copy left in the back, so they went to the back to get it. And while they went to get it, I was like browsing the shelves, and they had. So many like Islamophobic, racist, horrible like hate mongering books on the shelves, and I'm like, you took off Love Wins, <laughs> you took I off know. the book that's like yeah. God loves everyone that is in favor for reaching a-
1: Jesus, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like, and all of these ones that are just like fear mongering and. And fueling hatred are yeah. fine. Yeah. And I was like, this is, this is so fucked. Look, <laughs>
1: let me guess that that's parables. Yeah. It's yeah. parables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's um similar story. So yeah. So we were like pagan and then I just got wrapped up in the church and pretty much brainwashed. My leaving is because I, I met, uh, I went back to college and met, um, a man who was trans transgender, and um, I adored him. He like took me under his wing. He was he was just the greatest guy ever. And so like my little brainwashed church self was like, but how can you be bad? How can you be evil? And I I remember having conversations like, I really like this guy. He's he's been a good friend. He's been so caring. He's been so he was just wonderful. Like, honestly. Um, and so I really struggled with that whole, like, how can he be I such know, an evil sinner and be yeah, the nice person that I've that are ever worst met? people. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like literally. I, I, our head pastor at the time, like they, he was awful. He was terrible. He was the, he was the worst, but this guy is going to hell. Uh, right. I don't know. And so that was like, literally, yeah. yeah it, it, that whole, the whole LGBTQ, um, and then, you know, and then you're going to whip your head around, and say, um, love your neighbor. And I just like, I just, str- I literally, I, but only these ones, <laughs> like, well, except yeah. they
0: they are loving people by telling them they're going to hell, right? Like this is what they truly believe. Yep. yep. You are evil and an evil sinner and you're going to hell. And I'm telling you this because I love you and I need yep. you to change because God's love is very conditional. It turns out.
1: Which, it turned, oh, it which was, then, yeah.
0: you know, like, it's not really love.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Yeah, there was a whole series that that same Disneyland pastor had where it was uh, was preaching basically like, oh, I can't remember the word, but it essentially boiled down to a loving hate. Yes. So you were hating that totally. person. Yeah. Because you love them so much. And it yeah. just, it just sm- like, oh, bad taste. It's abuse. All like it's yeah. like straight up abuse you you literally can't just say whatever the hell you want and hurt people and say it's oh my gosh just And so also somehow things. expect
0: to have a relationship with people like when yeah. you I'm, the only reason you're having a relationship with people is to change them like that's not a relationship
1: well and then like i tried to corner people right well wait a minute um isn't there a thing about like the veil is torn and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Like, like, isn't there a whole, you know, <laughs> yeah. where uh, we're supposed to love everybody now. And and so why does the Old Testament stuff only count when you want it to? I, I just, yeah. oh my gosh. So yeah, this whole like be thankful and, and uh, ugh, yeah. Um, yeah. Be thankful for bad things because they're the things that are pointing you back to God.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah.
1: <laughs> like it just is so
0: nasty so uh we're almost done the episode should we jump back in and just finish yes, it? sorry
1: guys I just no 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 it. Yes, that was right. good
0: that's that that tied us back in nicely to be thankful yeah like, it, was really it was really beautiful it was
1: really beautiful
0: nice segue yes yeah. they call me Segway shannon i mean okay <laughs> can we go back can we go back to the thorns because i yes. thought like Uh, The thorns for the rose are protective. Like, I don't think we should, we, the thorns are literally meant to be used against us. And like any, like animals trying to eat, eat the bush. And, you know, like they are trying to protect the flower. Right. And, and his feelings about, you know, like his mom's loss and his, his, like our sadness and our grief and our anger like especially anger i feel like thorn the thorns could represent someone's anger like trying to protect mm-hmm. themselves totally um but that's a different thing too like that would be like be thankful for your anger it's information and it's communicating something to you and and it is your body's way of like trying to protect you
1: yeah yeah i bet there's like a, a like a pagan animistic I bet I bet you could find so I love that thorns. They're not meant to be beautiful. They're meant to be protective. They're meant to be a weapon. I really like they are. that. I'm going to write that down. Right here. Yeah. I really like that. I just think that's something I want to digest. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: really she's viewing the thorns as bad, but they're not. No, they're positive for they're the most. They're good. Ghost. Yeah which kind of pokes holes in her whole theory.
1: (laughs) Well, because how can you grow if you haven't like made a a real mental impression, like anger, or like, there hasn't been an actual like bookmark of anger that you can go back and reflect on. Right. Mm. You need those, you need those. Yeah. You need those thorns, (laughs) but, but yeah. But what
0: she's saying is like basically skip everything and be thankful and happy yeah yeah exactly kind of you know yeah yeah it's not connecting very well but so she says everything even the bad has a purpose that's part of what makes me happy the rest of it is the bible and wit says well i read the bible why doesn't it work for me and fiona says it's not enough to just read it you have to try to understand what words it's saying and who's saying them or something like that and and wit's like how do i do that and fiona's like by asking jesus to come into your heart that's the source of true happiness and wit says will you help me and that's how wit becomes a
1: christian Uh, this is where i was like i was so waiting for like the violin i was you know like dear god you know like yeah
0: yeah i I mean that's kind of how start how it happened (laughs) right yeah so then Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Go ahead. Well,
1: just like focusing on that, though, what I really okay. don't like about that is that I feel like it's also tricking any children who would be listening to this into praying the prayer with them. Yeah, that is Do a very understand? common tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a and huge just... thing.
0: Like trying, and this is the, like basically the point of the se- this series is to like hook children, right?
1: So you're not wrong not that there's you know like anything innately evil in i don't know if there is or not actually like like you know like being a little bit spiritual and stuff i think your words can have weight but um i just don't like yeah how they're, they're like co- coerced into repeat after me mm-hmm. dear g you know and then the kid dude like it's it's very
0: manipulative
1: um, yeah. Yeah, and it's very rote. Like they're teaching it by rote. Like from a music, from a musician standpoint, that's yeah. how we teach kids music, right? We teach it by rote. Mary had a, little, Mary had a, right? And they regurgitate it. Yeah. And so I feel like yeah, like they're really um, grooming these kids. Yeah. By, uh, I don't know, so many things. The well, so uh, we
0: have been going through my old Bible college paraphernalia. And that's been really fun. But I found a thing that was like, here's how you lead a child to Christ. Because we did these yeah. like, we did these, these tours. And one of them was, we, it was this big production. There was like a giant raccoon, all of this crazy stuff. Um,
1: as there always is. As there is,
0: <laughs> what? you know. And, um, but then at the end, so it was like a production for kids. And then at the end, it was like, if kids, there was a, an altar call essentially for kids to come up you know, and get prayed for. And then it was like, you walk them through how, how to go through it. And then we also took their information to give it to the church so that the church could stay connected with them. Because sometimes it was like pulling, it was like, we would get the kids from the neighborhood to come in because, you know, it's a kid's production. Parents are looking for stuff for their kids to do in the summer or in the winter or whenever. So then it would, it wasn't always like church kids. Like the goal yeah. was that it wasn't church kids. 95% yeah. of the time it was. And it's the same kids, like <laughs> accepting Jesus every year, you know. But just to be sure. <laughs> just to be sure. You never know. Can't do it too many times. There's nothing in the Bible about that. But, you know, and so then you pass the information on to the pastor. And then the idea is that he then follows up with them or she or. If it's the kid, if if it's the kid's pastor, usually it's a she. If it's any other pastor, usually it's a he. But you know, uh, and it was just like it's very like systematic of like, okay, you walk them through this, you ask them these questions, and then you pray together. And it, I was so uncomfortable every time. (laughs) It was just like so awkward of like, what if I don't do it right and then it doesn't work or something? You know, like but also if, like these kids can't like there's a power di- there's a power imbalance here totally
1: Yeah. Well, and I feel like, like their research that has gone, it's like, it's the same research that has gone into, you know, making sure that all the healthy food is on the outside of the grocery store aisle. But they know, like, they know how to psychologically trick us into buying the things that they want by strategically placing them there. Like, there's, there's studies into that. Mm -hmm. It's really disturbing to me that the church has done research, literally, in how to create mass hysteria Mm -hmm. and brainwash people. Yeah, I mean,
0: like, churches are a bit like they do the market research they hire the same people as like walmart you know or businesses yeah yeah which but they like kind of hide themselves in this this cloak of spirituality but they are doing all the same things as like a big business Mm -hmm. but calling it god which makes it like a lot more sinister i think really gross yeah so yeah. yeah i just i just want to be like yeah. ah! <laughs> jeepers so back mm. to everyone is sitting around the table right so we're back to present day um wit says when you're a christian god always has something good in store for you eternal life no. with him wait a minute you need to go back to the thing that rodney says before that because again this is rodney being very insightful Yeah, okay. I don't remember the context around that, though. I wrote it down, but did anything else happen before that? Or does he just start with about Basically, Witt's talking about how we need to be thankful and even when bad things happen. When bad things happen, and then God God will make good things happen in our life. And Rod is like, yeah, but all the good things happen to you, not to her, Which which was very insightful, I thought. Because yeah. guess what? Her good thing was the good things happening to
1: him. Because That's women boring. are sacrificial lambs. As yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that the writer would have left or or like written that sort of snarky, you know, yeah, but they all all the good things that like it's funny that he even wrote that. Yeah.
0: Well, but but Witt's response is what's really telling because he's like Even basically, he's like, the good thing that happened to her was eternal life in heaven. Mm -hmm. So even if you have a terrible life, and this is also the other thing that they use to manipulate people, Mm -hmm. right, is like, forego having a good life here on Earth, right, so that you can have a good life in heaven. Mm -hmm. This place that totally... It's like we have no proof of or like literally you just have to have faith that this place exists and that things will be better when you're dead
1: <laughs> it just sounds so awful it is so uh, awful well and and it's, uh, it's everybody who's going to heaven I'll tell uh, I don't want to be there with them I know actually I don't want to be the eternity are you fucking kidding me I don't want to be there with them I don't want to go the other way mm-hmm. <laughs> you join us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, like
1: it's just uh, no. Um yeah, but that or at whole least like people who think they're and... going to
0: heaven, like yeah. ew, that group. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that all your all your hardships are leading you back to God. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Uh eh. i need a peer-reviewed paper on that (laughs) right
0: is this like munchausen by proxy where god is like (laughs) poisoning you so that you will be weak and he can look after you like yes uh but actually yes yeah wow (laughs) that's good god has a mental illness like the god that they talk about is mentally ill
1: well, I mean, he also sacrificed himself to himself to appease himself for creating the sin for himself.
0: <laughs> so,
1: I mean, there there's... Well, when you put it that way, Shannon, it just seems so logical. <laughs> I mean, there's still... It's like, well, you know, I mean, it's just like, hold up. I <laughs> you, know. You want me to what? <laughs> yeah. Wait. How does this make sense? You didn't think this through.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, but all the good things happen to you, not to her. And Witt says, Well, when you're a Christian, God always has something good in store for you eternal life with Him. Mm-hmm. That's why we should be thankful, even when bad things happen. They're all just pointing us toward God. Okay. And then Rodney says, I think I know what I'm thankful for, too. I'm thankful my dad didn't pick me up, because if he did, I wouldn't have learned what to be thankful for. And everyone kind of laughs, because, you know. I don't- But what did he learn to be thankful for i'm not sure i'm still not sure like i guess yeah it's well it's like a circular statement yes right he learned to be thankful that his dad dad didn't pick him up because if he did he wouldn't have learned that he's thankful
1: that his dad didn't pick him up i guess i'm so thankful that my dad didn't pick me up so i could be here with wit (laughs) <laughs> like, and, that, and I felt like that was sort of the, like, like with this wise mm-hmm. man who was going to teach me this lesson to be thankful. Like, I felt like that was the way it was supposed Completely. to be interpreted. And, mm-hmm. uh, totally. And, like, I've gagged more talking to you. I'm like, uh, uh. no, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's, you know, like, it just is so icky. It, it
0: is. is. Yeah. I feel like uh, we just... Have we just cause you to have a gag reflex, Shannon? I'm taking it very personally.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, um, so then Witt asks Rodney to say Grace and they start passing he says grace. He says, Thank you, God, for everything. For everything. And then they start passing food around, and that's the end
1: of the episode.
0: You're right. And we um, never hear from Tom's wife.
1: Yeah. She got wasted in the kitchen while he was huh? No. <laughs> you know, oh wait, you don't have Thanksgivings like my my family does. <laughs> she's into the gin <laughs> no but it's yeah I, it's funny that we don't we hear from all the men
0: <laughs> yeah and we're forced they force connie to and pursue. they force connie yeah and we only hear from connie's mom because she jumps in to save connie
1: um i really didn't like that i no. don't know it was it was and actually it wasn't even the the coercion it was Because I chose you first. Mm -hmm. Like, and then
0: he wouldn't let it. He did not respect her boundary. That's what bothered me. Yeah. She was like, she was very clearly said, I am uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. And he just kept pushing and pushing and bullied her into it and completely bulldozed over her boundary. And that was very, and that's where it's exactly what you were saying. Like hug grandma. You need to hug grandma. Yeah.
1: Which is what happened to you guys when you're told to pray in front. Like, if if you're, I feel like if you're praying, that is something very important and very, that's personal. Those Mm -hmm. are, those can be very personal things. and Some people don't put their personal thoughts into diction. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just emotions or colors or feelings. And so, you know, you're, you're kind of like, yeah, you're just really just, Mm, sorry my brain just I'm like you're just you're actually kind of creating an atmosphere where like only the charismatic like people can really take the lead in some of those because mm, do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. I felt
0: that so much like I think you articulated that very well mm -hmm. yeah because it's like the value is how you perform not how you are inside right like how do you look to other people
1: Oh, how many times did you see somebody cry while they were, cry, while they were, I'm air quoting, I forgot, nobody can see that, you know, cry while they were praying, like, dear God, I just, I just love you so much, like, and I mean, I, like, we saw that a lot, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and it was, it was very much a performance, it no longer was anything, Spiritual and and I feel like yeah like when you're pressured to pray around a table especially at a family gathering or whatever you're kind of expected to perform like mm-hmm. that was a good prayer Karis that was a good prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> so so much pressure uh, it is and there There's is like a right personal. way and a,
0: there is a wrong way <laughs> you know and the oh. very wrong way
1: is to refuse to do it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: especially if you refuse to a man mm-hmm. who chose you. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that. <laughs> I really hated that part. I tried. you. But yeah, it was like, I said so because I said so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yuck.
0: Whew. So I just looked up Rodney because I just wanted to know if he had, what his relationship was with the Riley's. So he only shows up in this episode. We never find out the names of his parents. He, uh, and it's never, it just, yeah, I mean, it basically is just Rodney, when his when his father is out of town, Rodney stays with the Rileys, but apparently only just this one time. So we never <laughs> hear from him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd think he so would be because- around a lot more, because the Rileys right? are always around. Yeah. So, also, as I was looking him up, I found out that Tom's... Agnes is Tom's second wife. His first wife died of cancer. Yes. I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyway. And he he had a son who also died. Oh, that's one, one boy for our death toll. I know. Finally. Yeah. I think there was
1: (laughs) 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 one for the other team. No, but like, what, why, like I said before, why, why is it not okay for just divorce? Like, yeah, especially woman can't leave yeah well especially
0: back then like in christian circles like divorce is so bad if phil lawler needs to arrange for a relationship to be broken up for whatever reason it has to be the woman has to die or leave the family yeah
1: see and that's like uh, i was raised by a single mom and um you know, in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So it gives me a little bit of insight into, you know, maybe I don't, you know, like I remember people like, Oh, where's your dad? I, I like nonchalant. Cause he like was gone really early in my life. And I was like, know, oh, I don't have one. They're like, what do you mean? You don't have a dad? I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I have a dad, but I don't have a dad, you know? And mm-hmm. it was so weird. Like what? But it was normal to me. I didn't, I probably yeah. would have suffered bad effects if he actually was around but yeah, yeah like it it um makes me wonder you know what my mom had to struggle through in the 80s
0: oh i'm sure it when was it was awful for her you know like yeah, yeah like have you talked to her about that uh oh yeah <laughs>
1: A little bit. Like I know, um, because my grandparents are Lutheran, um, they, they wanted me to go to confirmation and stuff. And so we kind of dabbled in that for a bit, but because she was a single mom and not interested in dating because she was interested in making a living and supporting her children and buying a house and doing things that professional women want to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, she, I do remember her telling me that she really struggled. Like nobody wanted to associate with her, be friends with her or, like they wouldn't have her for dinner and, and she didn't, you know, she didn't have like a husband to bring around, you know, like, so it, it Hmm. really, yeah. So it, uh, yeah. And so anyway, so hearing that kids in that era would have listened to this and like immediately thought, Oh, if it's a broken marriage, (laughs) the mom died or, you know, like weird, you know, or it's, it's not, I don't know. Very misogynistic. Mm
0: yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the exoplot is basically just Chris reiterating Romans 8 28. God works for the good. All things work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Which is a verse that they have used, I think, four or five episodes now. (laughs) Like, they just keep camping on this verse and they're using it every single time in
1: wrong contexts. (laughs) just oh it's like confirmation bias right it's like it's like oh you know what i have a verse for that yeah this proves my point (laughs) that oh um and then she says how did
0: things work together for good for with stepmom when she was blind (laughs) when she was blinded, and
1: she very clearly loved god right like like very clearly her faith was there so i mean i think they work together for
0: good because because she loved god It was her privilege and joy to lead Wit to the Lord. Exactly. And to to go to heaven when she died. We never got to hear about her... (laughs) We never got to hear about her journey of, like, to, like, learning how to live with being blind. Especially in that time. Like, they don't tell us what the time period was, but if this is the 80s and Wit is a grandparent then it would have been what the 30s or the
1: 40s 40s i know then and that's she... what i was thinking like man as a blind lady she sure made it up to that bedroom real quick <laughs> like, yeah like, she's like i'll go see him I'm like, Vroom. Like, what? so yeah like that coping and yeah and like, also
0: like this again highlights how much women were still expected to do Everything. you know like mm-hmm. she had to oh. cope mm-hmm. yeah like she had to yeah. make it work yeah Ugh. no one was gonna yeah, make it work for her that. or help her yeah. with it you know
1: yeah but but we still haven't given any of the listeners assuming they're all children any skill any anything that they can actually glean and and apply to their real lives mm-hmm. huh, other than just hoping that uh the dude on the cloud is just going to make sure everything's okay. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's something to be thankful for in every situation. When you
0: love Jesus, even the bad things don't seem so bad because they point but, us toward God.
1: Ugh. and then I think of like, uh, like children's brothels like overseas and like these terrible things. Oh yeah. yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell, what are we tell, supposed to be? Tell thankful those six year olds that yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it just smacks of middle-class white people. You know, oh, well, of course, yeah, well, I can be thankful because, you know, it's just, it's so.
0: Yeah, this isn't like they got your Starbucks order wrong. Yeah. I can still be, I could be thankful for that,
1: like. <sighs> no, I don't. Yeah, it's not there first There are world bigger problems. things in the world, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's the term I was looking for. Exactly, like, oh yeah, sure, it's easy to be thankful when you're in the first world and, yeah. uh. You know, you think you create your own reality, and just having a positive attitude is just going to get you—I don't know—a new Lexus. But I mean, come on, like, like, you know, if you've got no water, and you know, like, it's—I just, yeah, yeah. And they just like there's just no. I I mean, and again, that's
0: like, even here, like, how many Indigenous children's graves have we found now? at these residential schools and this is like it it was was it in alberta it was there was a province in canada that like had a question on one of their tests that was like what was a good thing that came out of residential schools? (gasps) like it was the same it's the same kind of bullshit yeah like trying to hide hide evil almost you know
1: well, trying. I mean,
0: trying. I didn't learn yeah, it. Trying. I had no idea. I had literally, literally had the no earth idea. is crying out with children's blood. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, climate change, literally the earth is crying <sighs> out with the, the yeah. sins. Of, yep. But like, this is some biblical shit, but not this. Like, what, what, how can we be thankful that all of these children were murdered? Like,
1: Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, like, well, and that's even, some uh,
0: nonsense right there. Yeah, it's complete garbage. Well, yeah. and
1: climate, change. climate I, change. I do know Christians who won't, they won't even recycle because they believe that everything that's happening in the climate and with the planet, that is a sign of Jesus' second coming. Mm-hmm. And like, why put in a lot of effort? Because Jesus is just going to show up. And literally, I've been told this, he will just fix it. Yeah. So... These people like well, you know, I all the takeaway, yeah. all the styrofoam, like oh they don't God. care. I just can't even, mm-hmm. you know. The same, yeah. I mean, just oh, it'll disappear if we just don't teach a generation that residential schools happened. <laughs> I literally was in school when some of those residential schools were s- were still open, Be and that makes me feel
0: in like sick some of them didn't close to the 90s yeah yeah yeah
1: like and never once never once was i ever told we were never told about this in social studies no so um yeah like because everything was good everything was godly and everything was like Mm -hmm. ah yeah Ah, i guess i can only hope it's changing
0: (laughs) i mean there things are changing slowly like I, I, I feel like there is a change on a social level um but then there are also pockets that have like doubled down and are trying to work against it so it's it's a very messy you know like you said like there's those christians that are like ha- trying to like hearken the climate just climate yeah apocalypse they see jesus yeah yeah
1: i don't and that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I mean. But I think my, they're in a the minority. Well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Should we go through the questions? Yeah, let's do those quickly. I feel like we kind of have, but I think we could answer them quickly. Um, what Thanksgiving traditions does your family practice? I mean, we do do the thing where we go around the table and say what we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. We also used to do a fun activity where everyone gets three clothespins. And if you say the word thankful or thanks or Thanksgiving and someone else catches you saying it, then they take the clothespin from you. And then whoever has the most clothespins at the end of the night wins. It, you, you guys actually do that? Yeah. Oh, Unlike, that's so fun. With like our extended family
1: oh nice yeah Yeah, we actually like uh so thanksgiving for us would be like harvest time so llamas, and so we would like make corn dollies and save that and burn it in the spring or whatever but it's mostly like basically when we are kind of bringing our harvest in or Mm. um traditionally we would do like a lot of pickling and canning and stuff like that so and then that's awesome eating a lot of food but we didn't we don't do like a thanksgiving thanksgiving so
0: i love it (laughs) how can christians be thankful in all situations they can't this is a bunch of bullshit (laughs) nor should they by literally denying their own emotional state yeah
1: you're not a true christian if you (laughs) can't just like uh yeah ew jesus supposed to yeah (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, how are you supposed to answer this, Karis? Jesus? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I know. I have a theology degree. I feel uh, qualified to answer this question. The answer is Jesus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, mm, you know what? Yes. I think you're right. Mm, yes. Yes. Preach. Mm. Good mm. preach. Good point. Yes. <laughs> amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. And the third question we've kind of already talked about. But what does Romans eight twenty eight mean when it says that God works all things out for the good of those who love him? I guess it means that if you love Jesus, when you die, you go to heaven.
1: Right. From this episode. And if you he, love Jesus enough, good things will happen. And if you're not loving him enough, your life is going to be crap. That's well, what it if you love him enough and you're a woman, the best you can hope for is death. <laughs> or blind, blindness. <laughs> blindness. And a second marriage. You, you, you get to be the second wife. <laughs> yeah. And then you go blind. <laughs> Roughly. And then you die. Yeah.
0: yeah. Death, life ultimately. Su- life sucks, then you die.
1: Yeah. Ugh. What? Oh, man. Yeah. And these are supposed to be life lessons. And as a
0: man, it tells us that <laughs> nothing bad will ever happen to you, ever.
1: Because all the women are. And if your wife accidentally dies,
0: you'll get it. <laughs> yeah. For you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll just get another wife.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Wit never got another I'm wife. he couldn't replace Jenny. Oh yeah, Wit never did oh.
1: because he's so godly. And he loved her so much that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I wasn't sure where we were going it with that. Thought, well, God, God. Oh, Wit's Whit. <laughs> oldest son.
0: He did die for America in the war which one vietnam vietnam yeah uh, oh yeah so he did sacrifice oh, a whole his, bunch son- of his son was sacrificed for freedom because that's what vietnam was about right for
1: holy <laughs> america yeah rose
0: yeah uh, anything you want to plug shannon shannon does have a really fun um instagram where she just brings her flowers to life she posts pictures of them and shares stories of them and they all have personalities and it's really delightful um I follow your instagram uh,
1: i don't know what yeah, that one is. i can't uh, remember yeah. the name of that one it's anyway. it's, it's called like meet underscore my underscore flowers and um yeah it it's triggered it's triggered my mom because one of the flowers no. found somebody's old uh shopping lists in the bottom of her cart and she finds it interesting to read what other people are shopping for and for whatever reason that is like my mom's number one fear <gasps> is forgetting her list her shopping list in a co- shopping cart and having somebody like read know it. what she like what she bought at the grocery forbid, store it said TP like, like toilet paper? She, I don't know why but Not even like, like oh, tampons
0: like or like condoms condoms that's my lube. Thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no she's like vaginal no, if, like,
1: cream
0: your, <laughs> specific
1: sex to- toys <laughs> your toilet paper? So- no that's like no if you found like a shopping list that is like oh, it's censored no panic so anyway so one of my flowers found an old shopping list mm. and you can see my mom's comment is like oh, emoji like no <laughs> yep that's funny yeah. yeah one of my cactuses came out cool <laughs> Yeah, they're really yeah. fun stories. Yeah. So, I need to keep up with that. Grad school is... I mean, no pressure. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being with us, Shannon. We loved having you. I loved just... I loved the adventure of going through this with a with a critical and somewhat cynical eye. And um, uh, it, it was a, it was an excellent exercise. I, I like that the skeptic side of me really, really enjoyed it. Oh, so, good. It's yeah, fun so. and it's
0: cathartic. And it yeah, also, like, it, it helps you to identify things
1: in a new way, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. That exactly, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how to label these emotions or these feelings. And see, through this now, I know that the word conviction was part of that whole, yeah. So I, I do learn something every time I listen to the podcast, too, about why I'm triggered. Or, like, uh, good words to use when I'm sharing with other people about what I've experienced Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah instead of just going no yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) I'm learning to talk like an adult speak like (laughs) an adult
0: but you're getting you're like finding your voice that was deliberately taken from you or like prevented prevented that you were prevented from even
1: getting you know well, which is funny because they literally threw me into a worship leader situation, and that's all I did was use my voice. <laughs> so. Whoop. Wow. But, yeah. It's well, a little mermaid situation. See?
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. Oh, you guys are so deep. The, the sea witch mm-hmm. takes Ariel's
0: voice. She, like, makes yeah. her sing for her, and she steals her voice. <laughs> and uses it for nefarious gain. If you... If you liked our podcast, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ideologypodcast. We also have a website, adventuresinideology.ca, and we are on Patreon, where we get to do fun, exclusive content that is not Adventures in Odyssey related, but is other evangelical uh, indoctrination, yeah, deconstruction, experience, life experiences related. So if you enjoy this, you would You might enjoy that also. So that's $5 a month, and we are Adventures in Ideology on Patreon. Thanks for listening, and have a good night. Bye!